This podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not to be construed as an offer, solicitation, recommendation, or endorsement of any particular security, product, or service. For more information, visit AssetBuilder.com. From the Asset Builder headquarters in Dallas, Texas, welcome to Keep It Simple, a show that discusses simple techniques and philosophies to help de-stressify investors around the world. I'm your host, Jared Herzog, and welcome to the show. All right. Joey, how are you today? I'm doing well. Doing well. I'm going to introduce you. Uh, This is going to be the first time for a lot of people to Mm -hmm. see your bright and shining face. Uh, Yeah, recently joined the team here. How are you liking it? It's it's great. Be Smart. honest. You don't have to make me feel good. If you hate well, it, well then in that case, we yeah. have an hour or what? Yeah, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, no, it's 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 been great. I'm learning a lot. I think coming into this job, I I thought I knew a bit, and I knew that I had a lot to learn, and I was right in that I had a lot to learn. But um, well, in so. some ways, but in others, I mean, you are probably the most highly credentialed person here. A recent MBA or yeah. um, or pending in the yeah. next couple of weeks. By the time this podcast is released, I should have graduated. I think. Nice. Right. I think that's about right. Yeah. That's exciting. Well, uh, for everyone listening, Joey works with us. He's a lead advisor here at Asset Builder. We love having him. Really excited for him to uh, start joining us on some of these podcasts. Janet has not left us. She's still here. I know you miss her shining face. She is a little bit under the weather today. So we decided we would just bear the burden for her. So today we're going to be talking kind of what we're going to call is kind of like a notebook dump, right? So... Mm -hmm. Things that we talk about internally a lot, obviously part of our job is to follow the news, specifically economic news um, and kind of what's what's going on, what's happening in the market. And so we're always kind of flinging stats around internally and, and talking about things. And we thought it'd be interesting just to kind of do that with you guys following along. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully it's interesting to you. If it is, great. If it's not, please don't tell us. It will hurt our feelings. Um, <laughs> yeah, keep so your just, comments. Yeah, <laughs> keep that to yourself. Um, <laughs> and five-star reviews, please. <laughs> yeah, just watch the next episode. <laughs> this is going to be the second episode, I believe, to go live to YouTube. We're doing video now in, our, right. in our shiny new podcast studio. Um, so we're having fun doing it. Hope you guys are liking it. Please subscribe. Um, let us know what you think. And if you have any, any things you want us to cover, talk about, you can always let us know. And if we like it, we might do it. If we don't, mm. We will absolutely just ignore it. <laughs> All right. So I, I think, Joey, I'll let you start. I think there's probably a big obvious one out there that we mm-hmm. probably talk about. But inflation, is that what you're, that's you're hinting the one. at? That's the yeah, one. The one that everyone in the U.S. market and probably the world really is watching yeah. right yeah. now. So, And for those, yeah. we're recording this on a Thursday. It's the mm-hmm. 1st of December. Mm-hmm. So yesterday, what, what was announced yesterday? Uh, yesterday, uh, Mr. Powell got on... I don't know what what news channel just got was doing a conference and um, basically released some good news for the market. Um, as far as we know, is that based on uh, October's numbers uh, and in the recent readings of, of inflation, that things are starting to slow down. They still increased, right? They still went up, mm-hmm. but uh, it didn't go up as far as estimated, uh, which is great. Which means and indicates that in in Powell, also the Fed, I should say. Indicated that they yeah, pal the Fed, yeah, you know, yeah same thing. Uh, <laughs> they're still probably going to increase interest rates, um, but they're going to start to taper that down, and that's what markets are really keen to hear that that mm-hmm. is that is coming. And as we saw a reaction to that yesterday. I think, oh gosh, I don't know what the what the actual end results were, but everything ended pretty much in the green. All indices ended oh, up yeah. in the green, or a lot Strongly. of them did. And so, um, which is great. Again, that's really good for us uh, to see. 
Uh, and exciting. I mean, that's again, we we know that interest rates hikes are still coming. Uh, they're just not going to be. What was the last one? Seventy five. Seventy five bips. Yeah. I, I think he was. You know, this he, he, he hinted strongly that the. I think markets have probably started to price in expectations of a, mm-hmm. of a half point, mm-hmm. fifty basis point hike. Uh, Powell basically hinted strongly that that would be the case starting in December. Mm-hmm. To put some numbers around that real quick, I know we love numbers on this podcast, so I'll try to make Ooh. it quick and simple. Inflation was up 7.7% for the 12 months ending October. That's down from 82 in September. 8% roughly had been the estimate. So 7.7%. Mm-hmm. Markets responded positively to that. Seems as though maybe the the rate hikes are starting to take effect a little bit. Um, if you want to dive down into that, you know, I'm always interested. Anytime I see these numbers, they always talk about where this either if prices are rising, where they're rising, or if it's you know falling where they're falling. Mm-hmm. Energy, food, and vehicles slowed, right? So those prices yeah. came down. Obviously, housing uh, is starting to cool a bit as well as supplies, kind of you know starting to get yeah. a little bit too much supply. Rates are going up on mortgages. Um, and then shelter and oil rose. CPI was about 0.4%. Would, do you, is it just me? I don't, and, and maybe I'm outing myself here, but mm-hmm. the one place I feel like I notice it is food. Well, yeah. I mean, those are food and energy. I mean, if we look at, um, like they, they talk about the the... Uh, CPI, right? But then there's the core CPI, which yep, is slightly yep. different, which just takes out food and energy. But that's that's because food and energy are so volatile that they tend to take those out. So when I say notice, it's I mean, not like I'm yeah, just, I wallet. have so much money floating around. Yeah. Oh, what? It went up 8%? Yeah. No idea. It's just, I, I generically feel like, wow, it's yeah. it feels like such more expensive. But where I really notice is my grocery bill. Yeah, yeah. You, know, and like that's, you feel that, man. Like every Sunday we have a stock order and it feels mm. like, man, that has gotten noticeably higher. So yeah. I'm with everybody else. I like seeing these numbers come down. I, two questions for you, Joey. One, as we've kind of been through this year and seen inflation mm-hmm. grow, have you seen either with any of your clients or with you personally, like, what steps have you taken, if any, to kind of combat is kind of a strong word, a fancy word, but to yeah. kind of, you know, handle the situation yeah. or look at this, review the situation. I think nothing in particular, really, uh, that, that stands out other than having a good plan, right? Yeah. That is that is the number one thing. Um, I think uh, me and my wife, we we do our finances on a monthly basis and um, and something that we continue to talk about or just despite inflation going up, is that as long as we stick to this plan that we have, we're fine. Um, so I, I think that's something that that is kind of key there is you don't want to necessarily be in a situation where you're reacting, to, where inflation is killing you, right? right. You don't want to be in a situation, and that's just, that's prior to inflation happening right now. That's, right. that's hindsight. I get that. Um, but it's, that's something that you want to do. So like right now, if you don't have a financial plan, like, um, or yeah. some idea of where you're going, like it, this is a great time. I mean, yeah. now yeah, is yeah. always the best time, but that's that's something that is crucial. Like, let's get let's get on um, a plan. Let's, a let's start point. discussing that, and that way that way when other things when things come along or unforeseen events uh, come along, you can be semi as prepared as possible for it and not be as shell shocked, right? Yeah. So um, I love that man. It reminds yeah. me, you know, my my dad always had. If he could hear this, he'd be just so thrilled that I'm even saying this. Um, but even my friends would remember him saying he had all these one-liners, and one of them he'd always say is prior planning prevents poor performance. Mm-hmm. And, and that's applicable to, there's another word in there that isn't so friendly, but he would always say that. And it, it applies to everything. Right? Yeah. And this is, 
your finances is one. If you have a plan in place, it just means you're that much closer to the optimal position yeah. you should be in, right? Yeah. And of course, you, not necessarily that you plan for inflation to be 8% for a year, 9% for a year, where, where we've been. Um, but I think it can definitely help alleviate at least some of the the concern that mm-hmm. we're not going to make it through, right? Yeah, just divert absolutely. back to what, what's already been late. You've already done the thinking, right? Mm-hmm. So it can kind of prevent some of that panic. One of the, just just a quick note, one of the ways I've heard it as well, and this isn't inherently true for all situations, but failing to plan is planning to fail. You heard that? Ooh, yeah. I haven't. Yeah, I'm write one that of my, down. yeah, my wife is, uh, I think a type one for all those people out there oh, that yeah. know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Enneagram. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, she loves that saying. So <laughs> that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Well, I mean, I, I think, you know, it's, it's good that inflation's cooling. Obviously we mm-hmm. want that to happen. Um, I think, you know, it, we're, there's also data that would support supply chain, you know, tightness is kind of easing a little bit, mm-hmm. starting to get some of that ironed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, however, I want to kind of pivot to the next topic that is kind of a pet topic of mine that I've been following because this was something that growing up was, was, holy, I mean, just pounded into my brain, particularly weirdly by my grandmother. Um, and it's debt, right? Because all along this this whole year, really, and and even going back to to 2020 during the pandemic, I remember having a conversation with my father-in-law about cars. Oh yeah. I remember the car restriction or the, 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 the lack of new supply of oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the chip mm-hmm. shortage. And I remember at the time I've been thinking about selling my truck and it was, you know, old truck. And then I thought, well, I'm looking at a truck that six months ago was, you know, X amount of dollars. And mm-hmm. now that we're in this pandemic, this is probably halfway through the pandemic. This is probably late 2020, 2020. Mm-hmm. And this truck was up 20% on a vehicle. Mm-hmm. I thought I'm just not going to do it. It's just fundamentally not worth it to me. Not only can I not afford it, but it's mm-hmm. just not fundamentally worth that much to me. Yeah. And I just kept noticing people kept buying cars. It was like they literally thought cars are never going to be available again. Mm-hmm. I, I've got to buy the next car that becomes available, no matter the price, or I will not be able to buy yeah. one. And that kind of started something in my brain where I just thought, well, something has to be giving, right? Because, I mean, I know what what my household makes, mm-hmm. right? I have a rough idea. I mean, I have a good group of close friends. I have a rough idea of what they make. I know mm-hmm. what generally what people here at our company make. I know what my mom makes. I, I have an idea of it. And as far as I can tell, people aren't rolling in two times the amount of dough they were rolling in a year ago mm-hmm. or two years ago, right? Like they're yeah. doing fine and, and they're progressing, but it just seemed to me like wages aren't, aren't keeping yeah. pace. And, and as it turns out, that is the case. And yeah. so if you look at how demand, right, that's what we keep hearing. Consumer demand has remained mm-hmm. high throughout this year, despite rate hikes, despite inflation. So that's simply what we see on the supply demand curve is as prices rise, mm-hmm. at some point you reach that, that breakover where all of a sudden demand starts falling because prices have gotten to as high as yeah. they're going to get on that, on that mm-hmm. demand supply curve. So isn't, it shouldn't be surprising that debt is increasing. And I want to mm-hmm. walk through some numbers. And, and I know you have a couple of numbers too on oh, this. Um, it was really nice of you to, you know, it just so happened that I asked you to get those debt numbers and you did. <laughs> okay. So in the third quarter, and again, I know numbers are boring, especially if you're just listening, but bear with me. It's an important point. We've got some sound effects here. We could. <laughs> yeah, please do. Please do. I think it's this yeah, one right yeah, here. Yeah. Be <laughs> in the third quarter, household debt increased at the fastest pace in 15 years due to credit card usage and home prices. Credit card balances were up 15% from one year ago. 
They jumped by $351 billion. Mm. Home prices have increased. This is an amazing stat to me. Home prices have increased 7.6 times faster than income going back to 1965. So if you want to know that, home prices are up 118%, wages up 15%. Current home price to income ratio. Mm. So if you just said, what is my home worth and how much do I make in a year? It's sitting at 5.4%. And what, what's the recommended? I think we talked about this. Uh, it's 2.6. So double the recommended. Yeah. Is man. over. It, it's over, the, over double the recommended. So that means if I make $100,000 a year on average, my home is $540,000. And then we'll, we'll, let's not forget about auto loans. They're now up to eight-year amortization, oh, nine-year okay. amortizations in yeah. some cases where that car is going to long since have been you know, past its probably optimal lifespan and, yeah. and still peak value. You're still paying for it, still paying interest on it. Yeah, This gets to a fundamental point that I want to get your opinion on, which is how do we, how do we talk about this? How do we... Because this to me... And, and I'll be very open with myself. I mean, early on, I said this was pounded into me by my grandmother, but I grew up in less than uh, uh, opulent circumstances, mm-hmm. right? We were fine. I didn't go hungry, but we have a lot of extra money rolling around. And so when I first kind of got into school, the freedom that that afforded me, or freedom which means lack of oversight, mm-hmm. um, I guess I wasn't ready for that. Mm. In a way, so you were a normal human being, all right? Yeah, yeah. but but I, and I made some dumb choices, and and I got myself into some credit card debt that, mm-hmm. you know, luckily I was able to work myself out of, you know, shortly in the co- first couple of years after college. Yeah, um, but that was with the right things having been yeah. taught me, and I was lucky enough to get a job right out of school. Mm-hmm. All these things went in my favor. I know there's a lot of people that didn't have that opportunity. Yeah, um, and I just know myself, like. Thank God I'm, you know, my wife is very conservative and she is a, mentioned the Enneagram, she's a type six, so she craves security. And so she's always looking, you know, if it was up to her, every dollar we have would be literally in pillowcases, you know, behind our bed. Yeah. How do we talk about this? How do we get out there? Because these numbers don't lie. It it is a big problem. The average Mm -hmm. person, give me that number because I asked you to look it up. I don't know what it is. I wanted to hear it on, I wanted to hear it live. The average, the average credit card debt in America, and this is depending on your source, right? So. Don't quote me too much on this, but uh, CNBC, pretty credible site, said as of November 8th, it was $6,194, right? The average American. The, the average American. Yeah. But the thing that's scary about that is, I mean, some people might hear that and be like, that's not so bad. But you got to remember, one, some people might not have the discipline and some people are on, that's the average. So some people are on the other side of that and not in a good position that are like in the 10s and 12s and whatever. Right. Um, but the, uh, and again, this is, this is, the interest rate on credit cards, um, again, depending on where you go, you'll see different numbers, but the average credit card interest rate is 19.2%. And yeah, and then so like, and but like the Federal Reserve in 2021 said 14.5%, but that's 2021, that's not 2022. So then other sources say 215 for any new offers, 16.27 for existing. So what I'm getting at here is, and and what all these numbers are saying, it's around 20%. That is nuts. Yeah, I mean, that's the kind of number where that'll run away from you oh, fast in a way that you can't really recover from very, very quickly. Yeah, you got to be disciplined if yeah. you're going if, if to get after that, right? oh, yeah. if, you're, if you're in the hole. So, so how would you go about, like, because I know it's hard, right? It's hard to have uncomfortable conversations with mm-hmm. 
with anyone in a professional capacity, much less a personal capacity. So how do yeah. we talk to either, you know, obviously clients, it's our job and we have an understanding of what they're going through, but just mm -hmm. for those listening, like in our everyday lives, hopefully people listen to this podcast have their finances largely under control, but mm -hmm. these numbers don't lie. This is a problem that affects a lot of people. So how do mm -hmm. we start to have that conversation? How can we bring this up to people in our lives, not in a judgmental way or a, yeah. you know, how dumb could you be able like a loving way? Like, hey, I don't want to see you fall victim from this. And, and yeah. I would hope that if I get into a place in my life where it's damaging, I would want someone to, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think that that takes a lot of courage. I mean, I know finances is very, what are some things you don't talk about? It's a very right? intimate topic. Yeah, it's a very intimate topic, right? And vulnerable. And yeah, that's that's something I grew up like, don't ask people salary, which yeah. kind of still don't. Um, <laughs> but, well, we're two guys, yeah, yeah, right? Like yeah. it's the last thing we want to do is go, to one of your best buds, like, oh yeah, I had a good year, made X. And they go, okay, I made three X. Yeah. And yeah. Just so, like, oh, you just feel deflated, right? <laughs> so yeah, you just, I mean, it is, it is definitely a touchy topic and you want to approach it with as much um, tenderness and love and, and care and also open, seek the right opportunity, mm -hmm. right? Don't just bulge into someone's like, hey, how are you doing? By the way, how's your finances? Like, yeah. That's maybe not the best approach, but, um, yeah. but yeah, I think it is uh, a difficult conversation. I think it is something that us as advisors have a unique position because people come to us saying like, hey, what should I do, right? They may not yeah. go to their best friend and be like, hey, what should I do with their money? Um, so I think I have to approach it as humans, right? We, we humans have, we have that, um, a lot of us, I, want, I don't want to say everyone, but have that competition, have that a little bit of, I'll say greed in us. We're Americans. For sure. um, that tends to be the case. Again, not for everyone, but for a lot of people. And just kind of say like, hey, I think we need to take a take a step back here. The best way to um, stop drawing down on your accounts is to stop having large expenditures, right? Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and I mean, expen like, um, oh gosh, I'm a lack of term right now. Like not essential expense. Like obviously you need to pay for your house. Yeah, discretionary. There you go. My yeah. gosh. Like you need to cut down on those. Um, yep. And and really start buckling down on paying off debts. I think the, if you, if you look up on, online anywhere is going to tell you the fastest thing you need to pay off is credit card debt. Yeah. Fastest thing. Yeah. Cause I mean, 20%, that is, that sneaks up fast and I mean, oh, real fast. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, that is, I, I really don't know how to approach that conversation other than just be, you, you kind of got to be straightforward. You kind of have to have kind of, um, yeah, just to really, blunt, honest conversation. Well, I mean, and, and, and lovingly, right? And yeah. Like I mean, said, it's not something you're going to talk to about with someone that you're not close with, right? Yeah. But even sometimes with the people we're closest with, and, and my context as a, as a guy, right? There's a lot mm -hmm. of, and I, I would say I'm the abnormal. I have a, a really close group of guy friends that are mm -hmm. much more like brothers. I mean, mm -hmm. known them my entire life. And so I am comfortable with them in every setting, you know? Um, but even then, it's like that vulnerability to say, hey, like I'm struggling, right? Mm -hmm. With certain things in life, whether it's parenting or finances, it can be hard. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think, but I, I know in my heart that if I was to go to them, the first thing they would tell me is, we love you because of you. Yeah. And my guess is to anyone listening or anyone, the people in your life don't like you because you just bought the newest iPhone or you have the coolest jacket or, you, you know, your car's brand new. Being leveraged is not a great thing. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean... They love you for you. So I think it, it all, and I mean, I'd love to get on my pedestal about social media right now and how that feeds into everything that we're struggling with. <laughs> oh man, with. I'm on the um, same boat. But I, I'll, I'll save that for another day. Um, but I think it's got to start there. It's got to start with 
as a society, as a culture, which at the end of the day boils down to how we're interacting with each other. Mm. I think we need to do a better job of connecting with the individual we're sitting across from mm-hmm. and, and communicating to them that we love them and why we love them, why we care about them. I don't associate a price tag with your name yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Like, and, and I think just slowly doing that and, and letting people know, hey, you can, you can be vulnerable with me, you can be comfortable with me, where, why I find you out, where your value really lies yeah. as a person. Yeah. Right? It has nothing to do with your, your bank account or your finances and that pressure that you're feeling is pressure you're putting on yourself. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, we live in somewhat of a society where that gets rewarded, right? People play on that for, mm-hmm. for sales. Um, but we got to rise above that because I, I think left unchecked at the rate this debt is growing, this could be the next problem that we face, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're the generation that's going to have to face that, right? Mm-hmm. And certainly our kids. And so that's something that I'm passionate about trying to get a handle on now yeah. um, and getting and, out there. So we'll, we'll, that'll, that'll be a theme for us moving forward that we'll keep talking about. But yeah. and I just I, thought it bared mentioning that, you know, that consumer demand staying high, but wages aren't growing. Well, something's got to give. And as, yeah. it, as it goes, that debt is growing. That's that, the give. And then also, yeah, I mean, as that's going, but that also just shows that like if you, the sooner you can have a plan and, and being yep. disciplined to that plan, like making a plan is one thing. That's great. Making a good plan is, is necessary, obviously. But if, if you don't have the um, discipline to stick to it, then what's the point of making that plan, right? Yep. Um, so I think making the plan, step one, right? Very important. As soon as you can make it, make it. Um, and then step two is just having some form of accountability yep. and the discipline to uh, keep up with that plan so that you won't be furthering yourself in debt is, is really important. Um, and that's different it. for each person. So absolutely. Yeah. All right. So I want to, I want to close out. We're going to keep track of this. I'm, I'm surprising on this now, not because I want to surprise you, but mainly because I just thought of it. So I think it'll be fun. Now. Um, because I know that, you know, we like doing this and, and part of it is we have to know what's going on. Clients mm-hmm. ask about what's going on. It, it is directly related to our jobs. We're asset allocators at the end of the day, we're selecting investments, but, um, our ability to parse through what we're the things we're talking about today and, and what you won't hear us do is make predictions about what that means for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. And, and I think you can, you know, you want to follow the trends, but at the end of the day, what you're doing with your portfolio, um, you need to be real, real careful about mm-hmm. overreacting to anything we've talked about today or anything in that category. Um, in terms of making changes, part of that gets back to having a plan, right? Mm-hmm. Your, your long-term plan should bake in the assumption of periods of time like this. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't be surprised by this if it's a good plan. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I still think it's fun. I, I want us to make predictions on the next year. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll get on my crystal ball. Yeah. yeah all right. Let's get a little crystal ball. <laughs> going, just for fun. Just see, yeah, because no. I think, I, I think if we were to do it for long enough, what we would see is we're really bad at it. Yeah. Um, like most people are, but I still think it's fun because, you know, I, I, I got an email from a, a client just this morning. Um, asking, you know, he, he forwarded me an email, forwarded me an article, and it was the most doom, I mean, one of the most doom and gloom articles I've ever seen. Oh, really? Right? Who, was it, it, who was it written by? Uh, it was written by, I couldn't tell who it was written by, but it was an article talking about a Bank of America analyst that was forecasting. So one analyst. One analyst. One, okay. Yeah, correct. Well, yeah. it was the head of their analyst division, but oh, okay. regardless, I mean, Bank of America's entity was basically, yeah. hey, like it could now... You get down into the body of the email, it's like, well, the range of the market could be <laughs> up 5% or down 16%. It's like, okay, well, yeah. that's a lot of years. But at the end of the day, um, based on what we've seen this year, based on some of the stuff we're talking about in office, about elections, mm-hmm. all those things, if you had to choose next year, up here or down here? 
I'm going to go up. I'm going to go up. Okay. I'm going to go up too. Oh, wow. I'm going to go up too. It'd be more fun to just go against you. Yeah, is this going to be like um, a fantasy football thing? We're going to track everybody. everybody loses. You know? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be rooting against people. Yeah. Um, certainly rooting against myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think, you know, we did talk about this with elections. A lot of reason to be hopeful in post, post mm-hmm. midterm years. Um, yeah, just more certainty with the, uh, again, markets don't like uncertainty. So yeah. with uh, politics being more certain and locked in, like this is what it's going to look yep. like going forward. They like that. So. Well, and there's a lot of talk about recession. Right. And oh, as we've said, mentioned before, why'd you say the R word? As we've mentioned before, recessions get announced after they've occurred. Yep. So the more people talk about a recession being named, the more confident I get that next year could be a good year. And again, who knows? Yeah. Will I be shocked if it's a negative year in the market? Absolutely not. Won't mm-hmm. cause me any panic um, in terms of investment management. But I am hopeful that we're going to get rewarded for our discipline and our patience throughout this year. Yeah. Oh, that's that's very true. I I hope the same. To that end. Oh, another thing. A couple of article titles. This is a perfect encapsulation oh, of, of what we battle in the day to day. I know no one feels bad for us. No one cares. I get it. It's our job. Um, however, our clients and and our clients are just a microcosm of individuals, right? Mm-hmm. Americans out there trying to, you know, put food on the table and invest well. They're dealing with being bombarded by articles like this. I looked these up two hours ago. We're recording this on December first. Both of these articles come from the same website. And I'll name the website so people can go verify that I'm not making this up. On Market Watch today, an article titled, This Trader Sees a 43% Drop for the S&P 500 and Says to Take Shelter. All right. So that doesn't sound great. No, that sounds... That, that, me, that 43% drop? Yeah, that is, you could call that, is, that bearish. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that might be somewhere in the realm. That might yeah. be a grizzly. I don't know. But yeah. that's like... That would be yeah. awful. Yeah. And, and you know, yeah. you put that in the basket with the email forwarded to me by my other client. Yeah. Right? Okay, so that's that's not good. Two of the calm doom. <clears throat> right, sweet. That was posted this morning. Posted about 1130. Same website, Market Watch. Opinion. Now, granted, this is their cop-out, right? They put opinion. Yeah. But the last article was this trader. So mm-hmm. they weren't saying it. This yeah. trader guy was saying <laughs> it. Second article, opinion. The S&P 500 is on the cusp of breaking through a level that might spell the end of the bear market. So no more bears. <sighs> so that's a perfect, and, and again, this is, I, I didn't plan that. This is a normal day. Yeah. There's nothing special about today. Yeah. Careful what you take in. Mm-hmm. Make sure what you take in Take it in for what it is, which is entertainment. Yeah. That yeah. is what it is. Those Whoever wrote trying these, to sell, sell clicks and, yeah. and, and get views. That's it. Guess what they're not doing? They're not getting compensated based on the accuracy of that article. Yeah. If they were, they'd be much more careful with what they're writing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I guarantee you that. Oh, hands down. So please read what you want, educate yourself, do all that stuff. But that stuff is everywhere. And so mm-hmm. leading into the end of this year, heading into next year, you're going to get a lot of that. You're going to get a lot of, you know, New Year's resolution type articles, mm-hmm. what's in for the new year. Depending on the day or who you're reading, it's going to be one way or the other. My recommendation to your point would be probably fall back on your plan. Yeah. Right. And I think, I think something that we said in the elections podcast, which kind of reigns true for a lot of things. And this is a great case in point of, I would really caution anyone um, making any changes to the long-term plan based off short-term um, recent events mm-hmm. like this. Or, I mean, granted, there was no event behind this, but like recent news like that. Mm-hmm. Like I'd really caution against that. And that's what you're saying. Like take this with a grain of salt, right? Right, because yeah. I mean, yesterday was up because of that little bit of news, but mm-hmm. then... 
time goes on, there's a little bit more news today. Yeah. There's yeah. a little bit more news tomorrow, and that'll dictate what the market does that day. Mm-hmm. There's always news impacting markets. The problem yeah. is we can't predict what the news is going to be tomorrow and mm-hmm. what impact what what that's going to do to the market. So yeah. at the end of the day, that's just a little bit of an example, hopefully to remind you, ignore the noise, stay the course, be mm-hmm. disciplined. And in that discipline, you will find peace, mm-hmm. right? In that discipline, in that plan that you can revert to, you will find the ability to block out that noise and live your life. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be a happier place to be, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I agree. Awesome. All right. Anything else you had? Any other numbers, stats, um, points? No. No. Okay. Notebook has been fully emptied. What? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's a notebook now. Oh, no. Oh, go- oh, I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, no, not, not right now. Okay. I've got nothing else. I think that was uh, pretty good for today. Hey, man. Yeah. For your... For your first podcast, it's actually going to make it to air. <laughs> I think you absolutely crushed it. Appreciate I think it. Crushed. You're going to be just fine. Um, we'll be back in a week or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be just about time for the holidays at that point. Mm-hmm. So we might oh, have yeah. a little bit of a uh, Christmas spin on the next episode. Do something a little fun. I'll wear a hat. Uh, yeah, wear a hat. Yeah, that's exactly what I had in mind. Ooh, We're just going to wear a hat. Crazy. Dude. Otherwise, it's going to be the same exact thing. <laughs> All right, man. Joey, thanks for being here. I appreciate I'm you. Happy to be here. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Sounds good. All right. Bye. If you have any questions for Adam or Janet concerning this topic or anything else, please visit us at our home on the web, assetbuilder.com slash podcast. There you can find their contact information as well as the show notes for every episode.